Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Amen. Earlier this month, on December 7th, was the 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and the subsequent day, which was the United States' entrance into World War II. After two years, which had already engulfed the rest of the world in war, the United States was pushed out of neutrality and for the next four years would be mobilized and engaged in the largest and deadliest conflict in human history. Historian David McCullough details the unique events of what happened immediately after those days. The the day after the United States declared war, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Winston Churchill, and President Franklin Roosevelt knew that they needed to meet in person in order to discuss their war plans. And so at great personal risk, since the Atlantic Ocean was swarming with German U-boats, Winston Churchill embarked on a secret voyage to the United States. And he arrived on December 22, 1941, three days before Christmas. Well, their talks began immediately, and both heads of state were very busy over the next couple weeks. But they paused their meetings on Christmas Eve. At the National Tree Lighting Ceremony, hosted by the president, both Churchill and Roosevelt addressed the crowd of more than 15,000 people, as well as addressed the entire nation by radio. The president spoke first, and, and he acknowledged how difficult it seemed to be celebrating the birth of the Prince of Peace while the whole nation was preparing for war. And then the prime minister stepped to the microphone and he said, Here in the midst of war, raging and roaring over all the lands and seas, creeping nearer to our hearts and homes, here amid all the tumult, we have tonight the peace of the Spirit in each cottage home and in every generous heart. Here, then, for one night only, each home throughout the English-speaking world should be a brightly lighted island of happiness and peace. Here were two leaders of the free world speaking to a people who were still mourning, who were still angry, who were still beset by war and violence, encouraging them to focus on the the light of joy and peace, even in the midst of deep darkness. It was an inspiring message, but was it even possible? Well, the next morning on Christmas Day, the two men went to church together, and, and they took particular pleasure in singing some hymns together. Churchill, as it was later remarked, loved to sing lustily, even if not exactly on tune. But when it came time to sing one particular hymn, Churchill found out that he had never heard it before. The hymn was, O Little Town of Bethlehem, which was an American carol written in the 1800s and that we'll have an opportunity to sing later tonight. 
But Churchill was particularly moved by this hymn, hearing it for the first time, especially when in the first verse he heard the line, Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. Here it was that two leaders who had felt the the heavy weight of trying to lead in some of the darkest days in all of human history as they were trying to encourage and inspire people to take solace in their Christmas celebrations knowing all that was coming. Well, they found the same juxtaposition of light and darkness in this same hymn. That day, as they celebrated the birth of the Savior of the world, they heard once again that Jesus himself was born into a world that had been engulfed with darkness. And in those dark streets of Bethlehem shine the everlasting light of God himself. You see, the world was dark that first Christmas more than 2,000 years ago. Actually, the world had been dark for much longer than that. The bright light of God's perfect creation had long been veiled by human sin and death ever since our first father and mother, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God's word in the Garden of Eden. And when they did, this once bright world was inflicted with the darkness of sin and the just wages of that sin, which is death. And that's why we still see so much darkness in our world today, because there's still human sin. And things like wars and pandemics and disease and conflicts and sorrow and death show us that this is still a fallen world. Human beings on our own and without God, we are lost In the darkness, we are by our own sinful nature opposed to God and to his ways. And and we've seen that play out in the landscape of human history, not to mention our own current events. A whole nation felt that struggle 80 years ago to the day as they were celebrating on Christmas Eve. And we have felt it at various times in our own lives, including right now with all that we see in our world and and all that we see in our own lives. But God was not content to let his creation, to let us suffer in darkness. And that's why throughout the entire Old Testament, starting immediately after Adam and Eve fell in the garden and continuing until the very last prophet, God made the same promise over and over again that he would send us a son and that son would bring light to the world. That's what we heard the prophet Isaiah speak to the people of Israel when he said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And so God, when he knew the time was right, had a young virgin mother and her faithful betrothed husband travel to Bethlehem and they took shelter in a a stable or a cave, whichever it was. And they were there because the Roman government had told them to go to register and, and there was no room in the inn. And on a dark night, that promised son 
was born. And she laid him in a manger. And as inconspicuous as this little child was in the backwaters of the Roman Empire, they knew that the light that was promised since Isaiah had finally broken over the horizon. Jesus had finally arrived. And in a nearby field, those poor shepherds, they were surprised as they were blasted with heavenly light. Can you even imagine what it would have been like to see the the night sky ripped open as heaven began to invade earth? All the heavenly hosts sang out the good news that God himself had become one of us in order to bring us light. Light that would dispel the darkness of sin and death, which up until that point had had its way with us. But no more. The angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Jesus is the light of the world, as he himself said. And he would grow up and he would live a perfect life, a life that we were incapable of as sinners. And he shared the light of God's love, telling people why he came. Until the day arrived as he said it would, when he would lay down his life, as he willingly suffered and died for all of our sins in our place. And as he hung on the cross that Friday afternoon, darkness once again overtook the entire earth. And he was buried and he was sealed in a dark tomb, but not for long. The following Sunday, in the very early light of the morning, his tomb was found open and empty. Jesus, the light of the world, the everlasting light, was no longer dead. He had risen in victory. Victory over our sin. Victory over the world. Victory over death itself. Now, this victory is not the kind of victory that this world can offer. It doesn't come from winning wars or achieving success here on earth. No, this is different. It's an eternal victory that Jesus gives us. A victory of life and a victory of light. Not because we could ever deserve it. Not because we could ever achieve it. But because our God loves us so much that out of his mercy and grace, he chose to give us his son. And because of that gift, we now are looking forward to the Son's return. And with his return, a new day. A day of eternal life in the new creation where there's no longer any need for sun or moon. Because the Lamb on his throne in the midst of his kingdom will be our light. And we will be with him forever. But for now... Our days of darkness still last for just a little bit longer. We too might feel that odd juxtaposition between light and darkness within our own lives. And each of you right now might be feeling that quite personally in a way that is unique to you. Worries about your future. Anxiety about current events. Sadness because of who might not be with you. Sorrow and grief, 
because of those you might still be mourning. And sorrow as well, as you may know too well the darkness that sin can bring into your life. But tonight, as we gather as a church in a service that's in the midst of night's darkness, we are reminded that we too have seen a great light. The light of a son who is born to us. And that through him, God shines his everlasting light into the dark streets of your life. That in the midst of any darkness that you may encounter, you will always have his light. The light of Jesus Christ who was born, who lived, who died and rose again for you and will one day return for you to welcome you and all those who trust in him into his everlasting light. Merry Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may that peace of God, which which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.